0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hello and welcome to Frank Film Club. I'm Maisie Williams and I'm an actor
0: and producer. I'm Larry Roberts and I'm a producer and filmmaker.
2: I'm Hannah-Marie Williams and I'm a casting director.
0: And welcome to our club. Well, welcome back to Frank Film Club. I'm Lowry Roberts and I'm joined here by... Maisie Williams. Hannah
2: Marie Williams. (laughs) That was lovely. Thank you.
0: Um, And today we're going to be talking about Boiling Point, which was uh, released in 2021, directed by Philip Barantini, written by Philip Barantini and also James Cummings. And we're going to be joined by Philip Barantini or Phil. Don't know what kind of basis we're on yet, but (laughs) he's going to be joining us later (laughs) in the episode. Um, But first of all, girls, how are you?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to chat about this movie. It's very different for the sorts of films that we talk about. So
2: yeah, Yeah. but I've been good since the last time I saw you, which wasn't that long ago at all. Nothing's changed. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad that you're both
0: good and raring to talk about the film. Yes. (laughs) Okay um well first of all a little bit more information about the success of the film it uh, was nominated for four baftas 11 biffers and it won three of the biffers so it had like a bloody good time um but first of all what were your initial thoughts on the film yay or nay
3: i
1: loved this film i was taken aback by how um like much it affected me it by the time it ended, I felt really sad. And I didn't expect to feel that way. I thought I was just going to enjoy the fact that it was all one shot and think it was really cool. And But then it actually really hit me very deep. And so despite it having these like interesting techniques that it used
2: at the core, I think it was like an incredibly impactful story. And yeah. so, yeah, really, really liked it. I felt exactly the same. I think the the whole like hoopla around the film has been it's one shot, like, this is incredible, and talking about the rehearsal period and all that stuff. So, like, for us as filmmakers and from, like, actors' casting point of view, mm. really interesting, and it won the best cast in Biffa. Oh, it did? Yeah. So it was really interested in all of that, and I, I also thought, I wonder how much substance it's going to have right? and how much we're going to be aware that it's, like, one shot. But, no, I think the story and the way that it was all crafted together was, like, yeah, really in. why did you pick this film what like what did you think um i had seen it quite
0: a while ago um and i watched it found it like amazing but quite stressful and then <laughs> and then was like okay this could be a really good one to talk about for many reasons including like the filmmaking process but also the story so then when i came to re-watch it was a bit like oh god do i want to like go through this stress again yeah and was kind of like building it up and was like i don't really know But then once I started it, I was like, oh no, it really does just pull you in and you kind of forgot about this stress that's going be you're going to be feeling by the end of it.
2: Yes, we were speaking about Uncut Gems earlier and I feel like that's a film that's so stressful, I I never want to watch it again. I appreciate it, I loved it, but I don't want to watch it again because it gave me this heightened sense of like, ugh. But this film... I felt the same about it before watching it for the second time but actually really enjoyed watching it the second time maybe even more so than the first time yeah because I don't know I wasn't looking for like cuts or wobbles or like anything like that I was just enjoying the story a little bit more well um a little bit more information
0: about how it came about I mean we're gonna be speaking with Phil later so I don't want to give away too much but he came from a acting background he'd been an actor for 25 years that's why he'd met Stephen Graham they're both from Liverpool um, and then he like wanted to go into directing and he directed a short which he asked Stephen Graham to be in but Stephen Graham was like no you make a short first and then we'll see and then it went really well and then they made Boiling Point as a short which was also one shot okay yeah same DP same writer duo smart um, and that was with Stephen Graham and then and then he did a feature. And then Boiling Point was his second feature. And he also used to be a head chef in, well, he was like a chef. (gasps) And then he built up to head chef in London and then Manchester. So he's like come from that background. And I think the film is very true to working in that industry and like the stress of kitchens is like, yeah.
1: I'm well, I'm excited to chat with Philip about this. But I thought that the material matched the one-shot nature so perfectly because it is like whenever I am speaking to anyone in like the in like the food industry and in hospitality, they always talk about like you're kind of like on show like from the beginning until the end and it's like you don't get a rest and it's like every table and that's like front of house but like I mean it's kind of an open kitchen mm-hmm. so it's that sort of way you're like being watched from the beginning to the end. Um, and so the fact that it's kind of shot like a piece of theatre where it's like as soon as you start like you can't stop until the end like it, it really mirrors the way that like the industry is kind of set up up anyways it's like the one shot thing got you in the door and then it actually ended up being insane so you don't leave thinking about it oh it's a one shot you go what an incredible story
2: and also can you believe they did it in one shot so i definitely would have watched this film regardless of it being one shot i think that did make the viewing a bit more urgent to me but i think the cast was so amazing that i would have watched it anyway um I thought Hannah Walters, I really like her as an actor and I would love to see more of her. She's married to Stephen Graham, did you know? <gasps> I had no idea. I did not know that. Well, had no idea.
0: But she is amazing. She's absolutely amazing in this. I love. I did think that there were a few moments in the acting, very, very few, where I was like, if this had been multiple takes, I feel like they would have redone that take. But because I know it's one shot, I'm like,
2: cool great, keep going.
1: Which bits, name and shape. No,
2: yeah, I actually, uh, there's, there's, mo- there's moments, and I felt the same like, way. Really small, yeah. but just moments where I'm like, oh, I just remembered that we're what it is.
0: So let's talk about the acting. So starring Stephen Graham and Vanette Robinson, um, and then, well, has like a massive stellar, stellar? what's Stella other words? Stellar cast. Stellar Stella cast, yeah. it has a stellar cast. Who's um, Stella. <laughs> but I've got to say, she, well, Stephen Graham, obviously, amazing. Yeah. Vinette Robinson, I hadn't seen her in anything yeah, before, and now I want if she to be in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Hannah Walters, like I said before. Any thoughts, like, what were your thoughts on the casting then? I
2: uh, thought it was perfection. It's Carolyn Karen McLeod, I think it's her name, the casting director. Huh. Or Cloyd, McLeod. But she's, yeah, she's she's brilliant. And I think it was Perfect, pitch perfect, mm. all of it. And um, the things that took me out with the acting, though, mm. um, I think I had that like nervousness for them when it first started, but then I forgot about that, which is testament to how good they were and how slick it was and how good the acting was. The bits that took me out weren't moments from the actors who were the leads. The bits that took me out of it were actually the smaller roles. Like the influencers, I just found them to be a little bit too overcooked and i th- that's probably a nerve thing as well. It's mm-hmm. like, oh God, it's been happening for an hour and now is my time and they're coming to me and the camera's gonna be on me. And maybe that was what it was. Because like, yeah, fair enough if Stephen
0: like, does a mistake, like he's been going for like the, an hour or so, like fair play, he'd probably be knackered. But if you just had like one line and you came on and you <laughs> messed it up and, and you like, yeah. and they couldn't carry on.
1: It's like the tone of it, right? I think that everyone in the kitchen were being so real. It was almost like you're watching a documentary. Yeah. And, like, even though I know Graham is, Stephen Graham is an actor, like, I just was completely with him being a head chef of this restaurant and, like and i just it was so real the arguments like the way that they interacted with one another it was so free never overdone never someone trying to get a last word in like it was just like it was perfect and then yeah you get to some of the moments and you think oh this feels like they're pretending to do like to come out for a meal or they're pretending to order a bottle of wine or like
2: whatever and it just takes you out of it well this is something that i maybe you know and would like to ask Phil also it felt improved the dialogue hey, yeah how much of it was written I did read something that it
0: was like it wasn't fully script 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 it was more
2: like beats to hit they got room for mistakes then as well because they, yeah. they just stay in character but also like testament to how brilliant the acting was mm-hmm. because they probably did make mistakes but we didn't know this is something
1: that I think is really interesting um <sighs> What is the actress's name who was in Les Mis for Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. So Anne Hathaway, when she was doing her song for Les Mis, doing "I Dreamed a Dream," they did it maybe like I don't, I can't remember how many times, but an insane amount of times, and then they ended up going with like one of the like first or second, third takes, and it like. Yeah, they sort of went through a whole thing and then just like ended up going back to the one that like they loved. I mean, they didn't do a million takes in this, but it's so interesting that like actually sometimes it's about like the repetition and then you break through it and you find something new. But sometimes it's like something about the oh, we have another one after this, so I'm gonna just go easy on myself because we still have one more take that just makes everyone lighten up a little bit. Mm. So interesting. Yeah, wait to hear more from Philip.
0: Yeah, yeah, on why it was. Mm. Uh,
1: Did they mic the location
0: um i don't think so i think just, it was just oh. radio mics and then one boom because really they were like really the boom didn't really capture much apart from just like air, uh air <laughs> like room tone yeah kind of thing yeah yeah, i'm yeah. more like gave it a bit more space um but they would have had more booms but it was so risky for like yeah. an accidental boom to be in shot and then suddenly the shots done as well so wow, I, yeah, they just had the one.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to know about batteries around. as well. The camera battery, like the mic, like even radio mic batteries. Yeah. I feel like a radio mic when I'm on set lasts until about lunchtime, and then you have to change it. So maybe they could it could last for like the whole take. But what if someone's just like died before yeah. the end? Like,
0: mm. I don't know about the microphones, but the the camera they shot on Sony Venice, which means and that camera you can Rome. you oh. can. um change the battery whilst it's rolling and the same with like the SD cards so they could like, just keep we're living in 2045
2: it. yeah wow I know. I know I'd love to know how we yeah how we did it yeah yeah where we got it from we'll find out what's your tips
0: <laughs> well I feel like we should chat. go and chat to Phil definitely
1: yes many questions for Phil
0: yeah let's get him on amazing <laughs> <laughs> We are now joined by the writer and director of Boiling Point, Phil Barantini. Welcome Thank to you the Frank Film Club.
4: Thanks for having me. Of course.
0: Um, yeah, we've just been talking all about the film and well actually we've got loads of questions for you. So Cool. I'm just going to jump straight in because we gave you a great intro at the start of the oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear it. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Where did the story come from? I feel like this is also a part of your intro because I feel like
4: it came a lot from you. Yeah, yeah, totally. For me, I um, I was an actor for twenty five years. And, you know, when you get into a, an industry like that, you you know you want to be successful, and 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 I and I was relatively successful to begin with. It, you know, I became um, a bit complacent because I was doing really well as an actor, and then and then I, I um, wasn't going to turn up for auditions, or I was turning up late, or didn't know the lines, or you know that kind of thing. And so I started to, you know, I I, I wasn't getting to work and. Um, I started to become bitter and jealous of other people who were getting the work and that kind of thing. So I needed to make some money. And the pub that I was working in, um, I uh, in in in, uh, in Hackney, I was actually working behind the bar. And my best mate was the manager there. And the sous chef got fired one day, and they knew that I was passionate about food because I was constantly talking to the chefs and like you know. So we made they made a joke on me and they basically fired me that day and said, "I can't we can't have you working on the bar." And as I was walking out the door the chef came over and went, "Do you want a job?" <gasps> and they planned it, you know what I mean? So, so then I started working in kitchens and I loved it and it just felt fell in love with it all.
1: I just can you un- unpack like what that journey is actually like cuz I think like what this film captures is like the real sort of just like hostile environment but to yeah, like yeah. work your way up and become like a head chef, like what is that journey really
4: like? It is it's tough at times but 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 also it's like, you know, there's the there's the whole like um family side of it and the camaraderie and everyone's together because of that family environment you sort of neglect your real family or you know what's outside of that world and it becomes your everything and so you know me having that addictive personality and being you know drinking a lot and stuff like that that (laughs) it's not a good environment to be in you know Mm -mm. and so I went down a big a downward spiral and you know I was starting out when i was starting out everyone was doing everyone was drinking everyone was doing drugs and things like that and it was like a you know it was a thing that we did Hmm. during shifts and stuff like that and then and then it it got to a point where it was like it was just me doing it there was fights there was you know there was sadness there was people committing suicide things like that just like you would that you don't necessarily see or go through on in in any other job really so and I, don't, I, don't, I hadn't quit acting. And I'd always wanted to direct. Um, um, but I never had the confidence to do it. And then seven years ago, I decided to quit drinking. And, and, and I, you know, I would, t- I tried to do it for many years. People had always said to me, oh, you need to stop, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 no, I will, I will. Oh, yeah, of course, I know I do, I know I do. I, sh- I should do, yeah, I should do. But I never really wanted to. And you know it's still not. I'm not cured, Mm. but um, a year later, um, my mum passed away quite suddenly, and it just made me go, "Fuck this! What am I? What what am I? What am I doing? Like, go and follow your dreams. Do what you want to do. Just try and direct. Like, do it. You know what I mean? So, so I got in touch with a mate of mine. um, He's a producer who produced Boiling Point,
3: Mm.
4: and he said, um, "I was like." Can you recommend any good film schools I could go to 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 learn you know how to be a director? He's like, mate, you've been on film sets for twenty five years. You know, you know what what you know hit is, You know the different types of lenses, the camera angles, all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, I do yeah. He's like, well, you don't need to go then. I was like, okay. So I just, um, I just decided to to make a short, and a mate of mine had sent me this lovely script about a young boxer and. Um, and I just said oh, this is what I want to do that's where it sort of came from like I'd lived and breathed it you know mm. and I wanted to I'd seen films about chefs or kitchens or you know um and and some of them were great but not my experience what I personally went through and what I've seen and witnessed you know so I wanted to um I wanted to 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 make something that was that was true to my reality and, mm. and, and a lot of other people's realities that they've been through, you know, Yeah. but it's not everyone's reality. Um, you know, some people have said, oh, it's not like that in the kitchens anymore, which is fine. But some kitchens it is. I know it is Yeah. because mm. I got mates who are still in the kitchens and they're still struggling and still, you know, it's it's rubbish.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense when you hear that for context because it feels like there's a richness to all of the little things that are happening around the restaurant that feel like they can only come from... A lived experience. Mm. Um how did you
4: construct that story? I'd written the short, like basically just in my notes in my phone while I was I was away. Um I was acting in a in a show out in uh, Lithuania. I was just in the hotel one day and I just put I just just put an anecdotes down and stuff like that. And then I and then I spoke to my DP who I'd worked on the first short with and I was like, right, we've got to do this and it's gotta be real and visceral and you know, proper like like a th- almost like a thriller. And then he sort of came up with the idea of doing it in one shot, one take, which I thought he was mental. And you know, so we, so we, I pitched that to Stephen as well, and he thought I was mental. And you know, there's there's there was just a massive list of things that kind of some some of them unbelievable. You know what I mean? But like, so we just went through it and thought, right, what could be this this journey? And 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 we said if we're going to do it in one take, it has to be a slice of life. You know, something that's going to change his life forever like a heart attack or whatever mm. um because i'd seen someone have a heart attack in in front of me and in, in in um in work like a guy in his 30s because he was you know, burning the candle at both ends, yeah. uh, doing drugs and, and all that stuff.
1: And you started rehearsing once you got into the space. Yeah, how important was that space to the story? And, like, is there anything that you had to rework or change, like, once you got it on its feet? And how was it working yeah. with the actors in that Well, way?
4: it's really important in a in a film like that to to get the location first before we started writing the script. So, oh. you know, my mate Andy Jones, the real Andy Jones, who owns Jones & Sons, I'd worked in that kitchen before. I'd worked in that restaurant before, so I knew it kind of inside out. And I just asked him. I said, "Look, can we could we film in 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 here?" And he he was like, "Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, just give me some money to shut it down." And then we sort of wrote the script around that location. It was important to do that. And then myself and James Cummings, who I co-wrote it with, we just sat in the space like for every like two days a week or something like that, and just for weeks and just wrote it in there and then, you know, lived and breathed it and, you know, we were watching the, the chefs work and stuff like that. And we did all the auditions in there um, and then we got the actors into to workshop. We got anyone who was playing sort of front-of-house characters like the waiters or the customers or, or you know, the bar staff or whatever, they um, they came in and did five days and we just worked on their little moments and then we sort of... Then we got all the kitchen staff in and Stephen and Vanette and everybody... And then we did we did all their little moments over the day i think and then then we just sort of built it in layers then
0: do you <laughs> but, think yeah. that you would ever do one take again for a? Feature? if you'd have asked me
4: that like the week after we, we wrapped i'd have said no but i would yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: um like did you find that like because obviously it's so you have to prepare the tech like as well as all the creative yeah. so much do you think it, did you feel that ever like took away from the creative or did it help like What was that balance like?
4: No, it was, it was, I I knew it was important from day one that, you know, everything had to work together in harmony. I do know what I like to look at. I've got an amazing team that, that I work with that, that can, you know, bring that to life and we all collaborate together. Um, So myself and Matt Lewis, who's my DOP, and he operated the camera, we would go while we were writing it, he would come in some days, and we would go. Right, we just got sort to of mo- practice this move. And I would then be all the characters, and I'd be like, right. And then she goes over there, and then we, and then we're in the kitchen. And and sometimes when the kitchen was shut, the restaurant was shut. We'd still be in there. And then when we were rehearsing with the actors, it was important to get have all the crew in there as well.
3: Mm.
4: You know, because if someone, the the like the boom operators and all the sound team, they need to know where they need to be. And so it was important. It's like a dance, you know. It's like a choreographed dance that you have to sort of. Everyone has to work with each other and, mm-hmm. and move with each other. It was, it, was t- it was tough to sort of manage all of that and the actors as well. Um, but like I said, I have an amazing team.
1: And when you came to shoot it, how, how many takes did you do? And which take did you go with? Yeah. And why?
4: So, Steven had a window because he was about to go on to do Peaky Blinders. Uh, um. And he was going to do Peaky Blinders in March. So we were planning to shoot in April and we were all heading towards April, the April um, shoot. And then suddenly, like I think a month before or whatever, Stephen was like, um, can we move it? Cause the dates had been moved. Can we move it to March? And so we gave ourselves, uh, we were gonna shoot it over four nights and the plan was to do it tw- do the film twice every night. And so we were gonna do it eight times in total. So I would have had eight movies to, to choose from. But after the first night, um, you know, COVID was becoming really scary at that moment. And um, we had loads of people in this one space at one time and people were getting really nervous. And we lost a couple of, like, cast members because they were living with elderly oh, no. parents and they were scared. And, you know, at this point, no one was saying wear masks or anything. It was just literally yeah. wash your hands. Yeah, And we were coming in every morning, hugging each other. And we were like a family, you know, yeah. you know. After we'd done it in the first, the first two two goes at it, and we got to the end, and it was fine, and it was good. But in my mind, I'm like, these are just like dress rehearsals because we've got another six goes of this. Mm. Um, and then on on, on the, the after the yeah the, the night of the first night, like late, the producers just called me and said, we're gonna have to shut this down tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll do it one more one more night, and then that's mm-hmm. it. We've got to call it. Uh, I didn't tell everyone because I didn't want them to be because it's already pressured enough yeah. to go you know especially actors you know if you're in the whole thing and you you like Stephen for example or Vinette or whatever but even if you're like I don't know the paramedics at the end right. you're sat there waiting you don't want to mess up at the, the last minute so I didn't want to tell everyone so so we, we we came in and we and we uh and we did it we did the t- so the, the third take is the te- it was the, the performances were were amazing but technically there was a few things that I wasn't too happy with. Um the fourth take, the last one, was flawless, technically flawless. Ah. But but when we watched it back it was like the, the acting was it was good, but it was flat, slightly mm. flatter because people were exhausted, you know.
1: Mm, yeah. Second take of the day.
4: Yeah, 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 exactly. So um so so then we, we literally rapped and I went back to Manchester. I, I watched all four takes and there was a bit of back and forth like Matt, the DP was crying, he actually cried down the phone to me, he said, "Please don't use the third one, please don't use the other one." I yeah,
3: know no why yeah, well, yeah, that's we th- the well so things. so the,
4: there there was like three major things really, which nobody has ever noticed, no. um, and one of them was um, the clock in the kitchen was the wrong time. We fixed right. it in with VFX huh. and it's very expensive <laughs> to fix uh, just the uh the hand on a clock. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like 5 o'clock, I think, I think it said 4 o'clock on when we did it, but it was supposed to be like 6 o'clock or something like that. Because right. like, if anyone's going to notice, they're going to be like, why is the restaurant so busy at 4 o'clock? Why is it five. dark at 4 o'clock? You it's know. one of
1: those things that might take you out of it. Yeah, exactly,
4: yeah. yeah. And then the other thing was um, when uh, um, Rob, the character Robin, who's the, the actress, um, the blonde waitress, hmm. comes in, and she comes from the back kitchen into the front kitchen, there's a moment where the camera goes slightly soft, but it goes off for just a tiny bit too long, like for my liking. And I was like, we tried to fix it in post and try to sharpen it up, but we just couldn't. And I was like, oh, everyone's going to, it's going to take everyone out of it. And then the, the the other major one was when, um, when the, the manager is going into the toilet to, to cry in the toilet. Oh, yeah. On the other takes, the door was was uh, open when she walks in, so th- we, we left it, wedged it open so that Matt, the ca- the camera operator, right. could follow her in and like just be sat. And he had a mark on the floor where he had to start. So there was a, there was also the like a hand dryer on the wall with a reflective mm. mirror basically on the on the, the mm-hmm. thing that you put your hand. In. And so we put him in a specific mark so that he wouldn't be seen in that, and also so that it, the door didn't hit him. But on this take, the door was closed. So she opened it and she's in the moment you know what i mean so she's not even thinking about the camera so she's in the moment and and she the mat just got knocked ever so slightly so there's a slight wobble on the Uh. on the camera and and then he's off his mark so he's trying to find the mark and and so it was just a little bit too like frantic so we tried to fix that as well and it's it's nothing major now but at the time it was like everything Mm -hmm. to me yeah
2: but if, you, if someone had said to you, you got four takes to get this mm-hmm. right oh, before you went wrong. into you'd be yeah. like, nah,
4: <laughs> absolutely not. I need, I need, I need double. Yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, mad.
2: I wanted to ask you about the how much was scripted with the dialogue and how much was improv and if it was improv what were the, like, how how strict were the beats and how did you communicate all of that?
4: James and I worked meticulously to, to get the beats down and... In within those beats were bullet points and it was quite extensive what needed to be communicated within those beats. And so when we workshopped it, we workshopped it with the actors and, and we got them to, to 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 be in the moment and, and to, to, you know, perform those those beats. And then James wrote that the basics down into the script what the actors were were coming up with. I just said to them, look, I don't want you to be bogged down by these, this dialogue because, you know, if you're in a moment and you're trying to remember lines and, and then you fluff a line, and you're like, oh, no, fluff the line, can we go again? No, no, you can't go again. <laughs> Please don't go again. <laughs> um, so I didn't want it to be too rigid for them. Um, and that it was important to to find actors who could work in that way because not everyone can, you know. But we needed to find actors that could be in the moment and... You know, I I studied Meis, the Meisner technique as an actor, and that's how I how I sort of direct now as well. Direct actors, you know, I I bring that into that as well. And I think it's you no, know, it's not for everybody, but but like I, I certainly think if if you can sort of tune into the other person as opposed to keeping the attention on you, because you know a lot of actors they 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 get a script, they learn the lines, they learn everything, you know. And they practice it in the mirror, or whatever you know. They practice it at home, and it's like every mo- every single arm movement or, you know, a blink is is rehearsed, and 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 there's no getting away from that with some actors. You can't like pull them away from it. So it was really important to find actors that could could be in the moment.
0: A slightly different question, but one thing that was just like the whole way through, I just couldn't get my head around was how did you do the food was it real
4: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it was real were they, they cooking
4: oh no they weren't cooking No. Who,
0: no. What, so how did you do it
4: so we had it we had a um, an amazing chef a uh, friend of mine called Tom Brown who owns a restaurant in in, um, in uh, hackneywick called cornerstone so they pre-cooked everything and you know some of the plates were already set under in the fridges underneath so none of it was hot you know um uh, and then yeah it was just we had the the burners on and the, and the ovens on but like you know if you really paid attention to it like most of it was just cremated or like <laughs> you know really? so, so yeah and so a lot of it was set already
0: that's mad yeah because that, that seems like a whole other task like the food must have been like you've got all the other tech all the other like the creative and then the food is just like another yeah, yeah. task to, other add to it yeah <laughs> The yeah. layer of stress yeah
4: <laughs> yeah
1: so yeah you're developing a television show yeah. which is based on this same material yeah how is that going what can you share
4: yeah the, basically after the film the bbc um someone at the bbc got in contact with me and said have you thought about turning this into a tv series i was like yeah <laughs> 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Just say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, what, why what, what do you want <laughs> yeah. and they were like well we'd love to commission a script and i was like okay amazing and so we we had sort of talked about it, but only like jokingly, really. Oh, we're going to do a silly TV series next. And um, so we had all we did have some ideas and stuff. And um, and then they they commissioned the script, and we um, me and James went away, and Stephen as well. Stephen came on board, so Stephen's one of the creators with us now. Um, and 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 yeah, we we um, we sent the script in, and they they green lit it, and we were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah mental. Yeah, well. And then and then. It's five episodes bbc one um and and the story sort of uh it's six months after what happened at the end of the film mm. um and it sort of focuses each episode focuses on a different character loosely um and but it's m- mostly vanette robinson's uh character who played carly and she's now the head chef of a of a brand new restaurant which is owned by a, um, uh, uh, an entrepreneur, young city banker mm. who doesn't really know anything about the industry, bought this restaurant so he could show to his mates. Now we're bringing some of the characters back, quite a few of them, and, you know, we, we sort of see them uh, in their personal lives and, you know, where they are now and, and that kind of thing. So it's very much like still like a, a slice of life, you know, very... Um, uh, grounded and, and um, yeah, uh, hopefully relatable. And
2: so, yeah. is Stephen Graham's character in it and alive?
4: Yes, he is. Okay, um, he is. He has suffered a major heart attack, and he's now in recovery. Um, so he'll be in it. He's not gonna. He's gonna be in it, peppered across the series. So mm. he'll be in a few scenes across the series. So he's not mm. the main focus. And do you know what, Stephen is such an amazing human being like he he could have easily said yeah i'll be the lead in it and i'll be but he, he said he wants to give the opportunity to the other actors that we were that we brought brought on you know some of them are were hadn't really done much work before and he wants to give them a platform you know so he's yeah he's, he's just amazing um mm. and he's he's one of the creators with me and james um so he's very very much uh across the story with us and but yeah so it's been a been a been a like yeah
2: mad It's mad that's mad fighting
0: every
4: day yeah. i'm just like what is going on
2: it's actually not that short of a span of time as well like no it doesn't you know the short be made in 2018 18 yeah that doesn't feel like that long ago for it to now be greenlit as a tv series no i know yeah. and have a film in between there somewhere yeah. as yeah, well yeah. mad
4: well I, I i mean i can't quite believe like what's going on with me because i i started to, i decided to 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 jump off the cliff I always say and just you know I'm still flapping my wings now but you know (laughs) I'm floating (laughs) I also feel like you know without sounding I mean I I I believe in 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 sort of energy and 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 all that kind of stuff and you know I feel like it feels like this is my purpose and this is why this is why I was an actor for 25 years and I was I was so even though I was struggling as an actor sometimes I was still so passionate about the world and how it is all made and You know, I'd always stay behind after my scene had finished and and sit with the director and be like, Mm -hmm. I just hang out. And and I'd be subconsciously watching everybody and interested in what was, how it was all made, you know. Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: Feels like it's all happening. All of that is for uh, this reason. Yeah. 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 I wonder, how how are you finding it? Like, how is your mental health now? Because this is like skyrocketed and it's everything that you could have wanted it to be but that's also hard to deal with at times i imagine
4: yeah yeah it's interesting because i think because because my acting career i wanted it and i and i messed it up so now i think i'm in a mindset where i'm like i'm not i'm not going to get complacent like every day i'm like okay this is mental i'm just like you know every day is just Crazy and 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 but yeah, I guess I'm trying to stay as ground as as I possibly can. I've got an amazing family, my wife and daughter, and, and all my family are just incredible. Like, my dad doesn't give a crap, but I'm you know, what I mean, I'm like, he's like, What are you gonna and I'll explain something, they'd be like, Great, yeah, <laughs> great. And, okay. and I love it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I love it, and, and I think, I think. Yeah, it's it's it, it is tough, but I, I'm I'm trying to stay focused, and I think not drinking and doing doing that is pff, like God knows where I'd be. You know. mm. It's a massive help to to sort of mental health, and and, and I, I you know I I do um, I have my off days. Everyone has their off days, and you know sometimes you just want to stay in bed and do do nothing and block everything out and stuff. But but then. I just sort of feel how lucky I am as well, you know.
0: Well. Amazing. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been fab. Thank I love you. For hearing all about this. And I can't wait to hear, I feel like we need to do another one when you've do the made it, when yeah, you've yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely,
4: yeah, I'd love, love that. the chat. I'd love that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well. Wow. That was such a good chat.
1: Such an interesting guy. Yeah,
0: what a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you guys think after all of that like what have you come to conclude about this film and the journey and
2: yeah i i'm so glad that we've had him in to talk about it i think probably even for us like you get a little bit not caught up in but the initial conversation is about the filmmaking process which is such an interesting conversation but when it boils down to it, <laughs> ding, ding ding ding, <laughs> it, it, like what it's actually about is um just as important, if not like, you know, more important when it comes from somebody like Phil. Mm. Um, and I just really appreciate and admire the richness. Also, something I noticed that he was talking about, he filmed that in a place where he worked. So, like, he went back to the place that the story was based on. Like, I wonder how cathartic or, like, traumatic (laughs) that was to be there with a camera filming, like, potentially what he felt like when he was living that lifestyle. It's... The reason why
1: it was so magnetic is because, like, he was really speaking from his soul. And, like, we talk about this a lot, about, like, a film from a new perspective, when someone has, like, lived and breathed it, is is when it like really captures you as an audience because it's like it's honest Mm. and so yeah it was just i i loved hearing more about his personal journey and i think um it's really felt through this film despite it being one shot and the complications like at the soul is this story of being like completely at your Boiling point,
0: oh, no, I'm completely the same like i I really wanna I really wonder if like when he's spoken about this film before, if people do ask him about the the story at all or if they do just talk about the like how it was made because it's so easy to fall into that, um, but it's so good but i feel like there's a lot of filmmakers that do that would be like we're going to make a one-shot film for the sake of making a one-shot film what could it be yeah and then think of it that way around but it's so obviously come from the other way around and that's why it works so well and that even if you did go see it because it's the one-shot film you're going to be so pulled into it and you're not like after it you're going to know it for like a very different reason and yeah yeah. he's great i'm so excited to see the series and like everything else that he does Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah really really
1: special one to watch for sure yeah Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you were affected by any of the talking points that we discussed, then we have some support links in the description box. So go and look at that. Next week, we are going to be watching Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which came out this year and was directed by The Daniels. And you can watch it on Amazon Prime. But it's incredible. Go and watch it. And we are going to get back here to discuss all, to dive into the nitty gritty and find out how they made such a huge scale movie on such a small budget. Amazing.
0: Exciting. See you then. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: This podcast was presented by Wrapped.
3: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?